Hello, dear viewer, and welcome. The fireplace is on. It's officially winter. And to celebrate it being winter, football is back. And with me tonight, it's Nick Wilson. I didn't call you Nicky. How do you feel about that? I'm very happy. I don't like being called Nicky. Only the dentist and the doctor call me Nicky, and I hope you're neither. Why did you mention the dentist? Look, another f***ing <laughs> tooth out. Two days before my, my birthday was last Saturday. Don't bother saying happy birthday, people. It's too late. You've missed it. You've upset me. Two days before my f***ing birthday, I broke a tooth there, split it down the middle. So do you know what I had for my, my 50th birthday celebration party? First of all, Sean didn't come back. A mate, a crap mate's got COVID symptoms, couldn't come back. My mum was only here for half hour, so it was me and my daughter's mother. And do you know what I had for dinner? On my birthday, on my 50th birthday, tell me. Soup. I had chips and curry sauce. That's, that's what I had. That's the kind of life I'm leading. I'm living. Anyway. Oh, here we go. Thunder Road. If only, he says... Uh, Custard. I don't know if that's a welcome to the show by Custard, my favourite yellow-based uh, food. Start, actually, bananas are confusing me now. Uh, yes, here we go. Right, so, first of all, I'm going to go and say hello to some of you beautiful bastards in the chat. The first one there was Abhishek, I think. There's a good chat. I've also not done my hair in two months. I think I might have got his name right. He says, get it going. We have got it going. And then there is Stefan Selby. He says, good morning, because uh, he knows I get up late. And who else have we got in there? We have got uh, DRK Druid. Well, that was boring and slow. Mm, it wasn't the greatest, was it? K-Man is there. William should always start on the bench unless we move to a 4-2-3-1. Makes sense. And uh, K-Man also says, hello. And who else is... Ah, Supercalabalabalula says, Hi, hi, boys and girls. Hello to you. Jimmy the Greek says, Hello. Rudy Wilson wasted a big opportunity. Rudy Rastos, not Wilson. We have got Rudy Wilson. Wouldn't it be good if Rudy Wilson turned up as well? That would be fantastic. Michael in Sweden says, Hello. He used Twitter the other day, Nicky. He tweeted me. That's not good. Michael doesn't do tweets, so hopefully he's deleted it and he will never do that again. Julian Salmon is there. Phil Macca, Carlito Elguna, who asked us, are we doing a show? And I said, yes, we are. And so what did Carlito do? Jo um, Nick, what did he do? Nick with Josh there. What did he do? I don't What's know. What done? did he do? He's come along and joined the show because he's a he's a good man. Uh, Arteta making Emery-esque decisions. Oh, we're going to come to that later in the show. Phil Macca... It's not winter in Norwich, Danny. It's been a lovely, mild day. Nicky, you, Nick, you are in Norwich as well as Phil. And I think uh, Ellis is there, unless he's buggered off again. How was the weather? Well, in my Norwich, it was pretty cold and wet. There you go. That's how I like my ladies. Uh, oh, a new name. Hans P. Hi, APW. Well, hello, Hans B. Archie. Gutless from the players. Uh, I've already said hello to his. Uh, Jose Jimenez, shit city today. You don't have to try and disguise your swear words, Josie, Josie, Joe's, Joe, because we allow as much swearing as you want in there. Archie, uh, he is uh, above me on turning into Urzel. Oh, we have a member, uh, a member of ABW. We still haven't done the bit on the website where we are going to go and put all the people who have joined the YouTube membership or thrown any money at us. We're going to have a special page, and I think 
I'm going to call it the ABW Executive Toilet, and they're going to all going to get a key. So if you're a member, which you are, Nick, aren't you? Are you enjoying being a member, Nick? Oh, it's fantastic, Matt. I've never been so happy. See? And that's from someone who has... Uh, did you have to renew it for the second month, or does it auto-renew? Well, I hope it auto-renews, because I'm never going to go in there and click it again. There's no need for that kind of attitude. Uh, Carlito, from boring Arsenal to Wengerball and back to boring, boring Arsenal. Oh, uh, Julian Salmon, Saka needs to play on the left and Obama Young through the middle. If only, that would be a wonderful thing. <laughs> Thunder says, the intro is longer than one of Jason's because there's not much football to talk about, Thunder. We're milking it, aren't we, Nick? A little bit. Um Kenji Mangana says, good evening. Well, hello to you. Zoidberg is there. Are the regulars no longer wanting to be on the show anymore as they all strictly come dancing super fans? What you should say that, Zoidberg. It's almost like you are a spy inside our WhatsApp. None of them can be bothered. They've got bloody things like jobs and lives. They're scumbags, a lot of them. I'm you thinking did ask everyone at one o'clock in the morning. Shut up. Don't give away my plans. Uh, here we go. Oh, Thunder says there's uh, Man United are losing. Own goal from Luke Shaw. Oh, Luke Shaw is an original gangster. I'll have to look into that, and I'll get back to you. Craig Barlow says hi, and uh, oh, Thunderous says there's 40 people watching. Get those thumbs up, people. Yeah, the more thumbs up you give it, which means some people are going to give it a thumbs down, which I don't think they realise. YouTube algorithms go by how many total thumbs up and thumbs down. So you think you're doing us in by giving us a thumb down? You're not. You're helping. So just do either. Uh, oh, Rudy's put a quote in. Um, Arteta in on Willian, a centre forward. It was part of the game plan. I thought it was a good game from him. Arteta obviously lost the, the ability to see because it wasn't good. Right, I'm going to go and get the Facebook and the Twitch things, Nick. So tell me how you felt about the game. Try and make this last about a minute and a half, if not two minutes. Seamless. That's what we are. Seamless. Go. Seamless. Right, well, looking at, obviously, the lineups today, Aguero was back for his first game since um, June 22nd, so about four months, because, of, of course, his first game back would be against us. And Sterling, who's apparently, you know, injured for England and couldn't play for England, happened to start the game and was captain as well. I don't know if he's actually the full-time captain for Man City now, but never mind, he scored. But going with our side, though, like Holden actually got injured in the warm-up, as well because it looks like which we did in the end go for a back four so obviously i think he said he pulled a felt a tight hamstring or a tight calf something tight anyway so obviously david louise come in to play for him the last minute and tierney started even though there was a bit of um talk about him possibly missing the game because his um scottish teammate had the um tested positive for coronavirus but looks a lot of with that in general, a lot of misinformation, like how many days you have to isolate for. But he's done, as far as I'm aware, about 12 days. He's self-isolated before today. And he's been tested three times from Arsenal.com. And he hasn't shown any symptoms. He's tested negative three times. So looks like he's allowed to play, which is a good thing. But and yeah, how are we getting on, Danny? You posted? I'm, I'm I've almost done it all. Yeah, I have no idea about holding because, as usual, I leave getting up to the very last second and miss the first five minutes of the game. So that's obviously when the, it was it was announced that holding had a knock. Did we see during the the preamble to the game? Did we see him taking a knock or a tumble or or 
pulling a, a whatever it was he pulled? No, I mean, because obviously they announced the squad about an hour before kickoff, usually before the game started on TV and through Arsenal Twitter and that, they they said Holden was going to start. And I think I heard it on the radio just before the game that he said he pulled a muscle or felt a tight something in the warm-up. So, mm-hmm. which I, I think that might have affected Arteta's a bit because as we know, Louise, he doesn't, he's not too good in a back four. He's better in a back three, but you know, needs must and, you know, so in the end. Did go for a back four? Yeah, I think we did play a back four the whole game. Mm, I was, I think I was more looking at the way that, thinking, hold on, how why are we playing Pepe and Willian in the same team? Shouldn't they, it should be one or the other. You start one until he's having a bad game and then you swap the other one. I was looking at thinking, is, is William playing a false eight, a false nine, a false ten? I think looking at the game, William was playing a false everything because his display was not good, was it? It it almost looked like he wasn't really sure what they were going to do. Do you think that had anything to do with holding? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I suppose like maybe someone will ask Arteta or I doubt it. I mean, it doesn't matter now what his game was, plan was before Rob Holden got injured. But I didn't even notice William was playing. I thought, well, where's Lacazette? Where's Enketia? Who's up front? I thought, nope, Aubameyang's not up front. He's out on the left again. And I looked at Willie and I thought, oh, so didn't look like we were playing any striker at all today. Yeah, because there was talk that when we bought Willian, that they, we were possibly going to use him as the creative midfielder, the kind of role that Ceballos has been playing occasionally, where he is going to be ahead of two people or one person in, in the central midfield and coming through like that. But it didn't work, did it? No, not even in the slightest. Like I said, he's the game completely went past him. I don't think he really did anything at all until he got subbed. I think he got subbed. See, yeah. that's how well he played. Yeah, Williams. Um, Rudy says William was poor again. There's been quite a few people in the chat box that have said that William was quite poor. It's, I remember when uh, his first game for us and he got an alleged hat-trick of assists that people were going, oh, that's it. He's, he's, he's the, the second coming of uh, someone brilliant. And I said, to remember Mkhitaryan's first game, wasn't it, against Everton? And didn't he get four assists in that game? I said, I hope he doesn't turn out to be another Mkhitaryan. And... I think that's the last time we saw Mkhitaryan play well, didn't we? <laughs> first and last. He only ever had one good game for us and then he ran away, which is uh, not completely unexpected when you're playing under Emery, is it? Right, let's go and have a look at some of my notes while I finish jibber-jabbering on like a fool. Um, we've covered the the lineup with what you thought about the game. Uh, oh, at the beginning, I've put, how do you feel about the game? Can we take any positives? I thought that might be a... As usual, people, when I'm hosting it, we are going to be all over the place because that's how my brain works. So are there any positives from the game? Is there anything you've oh. looked at and thought, yeah, I think that could have legs? Well, we didn't get spanked like we have done quite a lot of time over the years away to the, I say other big clubs because we are still a big club, but away from home, I think, so. was it we haven't won away from home at what you'd say is a big club for about five years in the league? I don't know if we're at Wembley and stuff like that. We, do, we don't seem to be doing too badly in those games, but yeah, I don't think we've won a, away from home for about five years. So, and we only lost one nil. So we have been losing six nil and five one and stuff like that. So it's going the right direction. You know, give it another five years, we might be winning the game one nil. 
Oh, Hoppy Hopkins, who won one of the Arsenal shirts, is uh, on Facebook. You are the only person on Facebook, Hoppy. So uh, you're going to have to entertain yourself in there. I know someone said in the StreamYard, which is what we're using on the Facebook page, how do you train yourself not to look at the telly and to look at the camera? I don't. I look at myself or I look at you when you're talking. That's how we go. Um, oh, we are. And to some numbers. Uh, no, great badge of honour. Didn't get thrashed. Still have no bottle against the top six. Well, I think playing away, you've probably got a point there. Um, playing away against the top six is always going to be hard. But it was just uh, oh, Big Bunny Kane there saying hello. Um, I think that we saw flashes of taking the positives from the game before we go through the points of the game. Saka a few times came into the middle. I know he did it um, in the second half. He ran from the halfway line and ran up to the edge of their box and was brought down. Little things like that make me think, well, maybe because at such a young age, we found we've seen with players all the way through their career that they will play in one position and then they'll play in another. They'll play them all over the place until they find one that suits them best. But Saka is the kind of player that I would love to see playing behind the front two in a kind of position that William played in tonight. Nick, do you think that would work? Yeah, I mean we're gonna we've got to play someone in there because I mean they don't want to pick Ozil for whatever reasons. Maybe we'll find out eventually. But and Willian, like I said, no one actually knew what he was playing today. Like I say he was a false footballer today, but <laughs> but yeah, we've got to try with someone. And I know we were linked with buying the um French lad, was it OR and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So whether we go back for him in January or whatever, you know, but you know, well, well, you know, we've got some good players who could possibly play there. You look, say Saka could have a go in the midfield. Joe Willock, not sure where he is. He could possibly have, you know, a few games in the Europa League to prove if he could play there. And um, Smith Rowe still there? Has he gone out on loan again? Um, Smith hasn't gone out on loan. I think. Well, I've not, I've not checked today. We did have a young man, Harry something, uh, go out on loan yesterday. He's gone to Oldham Athletic. I, I think his name was Harry. I've never actually heard of him. Um, I know he's played a few games for the, the under-21s or 23s or whatever numbers they're going to change it to. But there was plenty of things. It wasn't an, an absolute disaster. we go to one of the notes I made for the end of the game. Last season, Man City, we lost 3-0 home and away. Season before that, 3-1 and 2-0. Season before that, 3-0 and 3-1. And at times today, I thought we looked all right. We just didn't have the creativity in the middle. That's the problem. We've got we've got a pretty decent defence. We saw that a load of stuff was working through Gabriel already. He's the one dominating our defence. Leno is always looks good, and he was looked good today. It wasn't his fault with the goal going in. So we've got the defence. It wouldn't be out of order to say the defence looks sorted, does it, to a, to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, he's actually looking a really good player. I mean, we were talking all throughout the summer about, you know, Saliba coming in and people have been talking about, um, was it Upper Meccano and all these other players getting a chance and Rob Holden or Callum Chambers coming back. As well as, you know, we went and got this Gabriel and I was like, who's this dude then? Never heard of him. Oh, and also we bought Pablo Mari and I thought, why we you know we spent a lot of good money on him as well, it was about twenty seven million quid. Mm. So it's like, oh, and he actually looks really solid. It doesn't look like he's you know taking time to integrate into the system or however that works. I don't know if they use different shape footballs in France. I'm not really sure. You know a lot of the differences you know of playing football from different countries, but yeah, he actually looks really solid and. 
he looks comfortable on and off the ball, which is good because a lot of our footballers and defenders look comfortable on the ball and absolutely petrified without it. Yeah, you would think coming from France and coming to one of the biggest clubs in in the history of, of English football, coming there that you hadn't been thrown straight into the team, mm. that, that you you might be a little bit wary and a little bit, oh, not sure if I want the ball. But so many times Leno would give him the ball and he'd be the one passing the ball out. And already, like we were saying at the beginning of the show, um, Holding is injured. And so Louise came in, meaning that Gabriel was an automatic start. I know our Chris did a a podcast with, I think it might have been Matt Spiro or the other French expert, and they said, talking about Willie, um, big Willie Saliba and Gabriel, and he said Gabriel would be the one that would be starting the season because he is by far the better player, the more advanced player, and, and tactically the better player. And I thought, well, why would that be when we've only just bought him and we've had Saliba for ages? But turns out, turns out it's right. Actually, I've just kind of gone and undone that. Junior Gunner, we get six points against Spurs and Man United. I'm not bothered about today. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, we've played, what was that, the fourth game or fifth game we've played so far this season? Yeah, fifth. You know, so we've got a lot more games and just... You know, we have got a difficult three or four games coming up. So, and have we got to prioritise some over the other? Probably. But, yeah, I mean, if we get to the end of um, where we got, I think we've got United, Leicester, Spurs in there coming up in the next four or five games. And if, you know, if, say in five games, we end up with like 12 points or 10 points or something, that's not bad, really. I mean, if we lose them all, then that is bad. But, do yeah, but that's not going to happen. Um, no. Ask Mark Forrester here. Uh, Arsenal fan for thirty years was struggling to get excited about fixtures. Anyone else finding football having this extra tooth missing? This means I'm talking like a tip. I need to get something done about that. Anyone got any spare teeth? Post them to me. Uh, football doesn't really matter at the moment. The lack of fans is killing it for me. Football seems flat. Yes, I did notice that because especially when we're at home, the crowd will be like. I suppose Man United have found that out that the the, the the and Liverpool that the the crowds at home always encourage you and uh, well maybe not at Arsenal sometimes, but you can always be guaranteed to get a little bit more enthusiasm from the clouds if, if the players are feeling a little bit down like Julian Salmon says here the last ten minutes we need to get a target man someone like um, Giroud would have done the thing, but then. It does. That's a good point. It does seem very flat, doesn't it? Very, very clean, um, oh, sedated. Just the whole thing. It feels even. I, I used to like to watch it without the the fake sound, the fake crowd noises. But then I found that was just like a training session. So now I watch it with the fake sounds. And even then, it's still. I'm still struggling to really get into the games. Are you? Yeah, I mean, look, like said they've put barriers up, you know, literally because no fans are allowed in. Even though apparently today they had fans in the Emirates watching the game on a big TV, but they're not allowed in the stadium to watch the actual game. So I'm not sure exactly how that makes any sense. But yeah, not just that, you know, foot, you know, we had a long time off you know, during lockdown. So people just, you know, got their priorities and straight and found out, even though, you know, that's our club and we love Arsenal, you know, we love watching football and that there are other things that need our attention as well. Plus, I mean, I was talking about this to a few people at work this week, you know, you know, they're putting the prices up of BT and Sky and also like the game on tonight, the 
Newcastle, Manchester United, and our game against um, Leicester next week, they've put it on box office pay-per-view at £15. I'm like, well, <laughs> they're saying no one's got any money. People are getting made redundant, losing jobs left and right. And they're putting the prices up when really they should be putting the prices down. They won't know because football are greedy bastards. Oh, the, they don't give a flying fuck about the no. fans. I mean, the bubble will eventually burst, you know, and people will just cancel it all because it. I mean, what's that? I think my dad was saying because he has BT Sports and I've just got normal Sky, but with his TV package and BT with internet, he pays like about hundred and eighty pounds a month. He's like, I'm not paying that. Well, he is paying that, but he doesn't want to pay that. Who would do? And it's just going to encourage more people to go and use IPTV and streams mm. and stuff like that. Because uh, well, just, I just—I did a tweet last week, and I said it just shows how much the FA give a fuck about footballers. By the way, they're making them play three internationals. For I mean, it wasn't even if it was the World Cup qualifier or the European Championship qualifier. It was for the uh, what's it called the, Europe, the, the Euro Nations thing, which is just absolutely just another excuse for national FAs to try and make money and a friendly against Wales. Well, that didn't need to be played. And then I mean, I'm English. I don't claim to be any other um, nationality like like some people may. I could claim to be a little bit Irish because of my mum. But, or, or Swedish because uh, I've been to Ikea a few times. But they don't give a shit. They made all the players go and play all these games. So many of them have, have managed to get, get COVID because when you're at, uh, at your, your um, club side, you're all keeping together and they're all getting regularly tested. But when you go get other players coming from other teams and you're going all over Europe, it's just an absolute nonsense. So the FA should have gone, well, we're playing no more of these games. We're withdrawing from the, Euro the Nations League because we don't want to risk our players. And then the FA show their contempt for fans by going £15 a game. And someone said on Twitter earlier that today's game, was today's game one of those £15 games? No, the Newcastle United game that's on now, that was the uh, first one. So I saw And they had a, the Chelsea Southampton, because BT are doing £15 games and Sky are doing £15 games. And someone said on Twitter, it just shows how much they care, the fact that they're just showing the game. There was no build-up to the game. There was none of that preamble and all that other stuff that you normally get for games anyway. That's, they're just going, give us all your money. No, fuck off. Fuck them. We're not having yeah. it. Plus, if they're it. gonna, plus if they're gonna start moving, you know, the big games to pay per view, and then putting the lesser games actually on Sky for what we're paying for, people are just gonna. I mean, like I say, Arsenal are on there next week, you know, Arsenal Leicester. But if like Arsenal Man United are on, they move to box office, and then you know, with all due respect to, you know, like a West Brom versus Fulham or whoever. Unless you support West Brom or Fulham, you're probably not going to watch that game. Maybe even, even if you did support those two, <laughs> yes, you're not going to watch the game. Yeah, uh, yeah just doing a, another tweet there before I forget. Um, See, so that's the problem, people. Uh, if I'm trying to host the show and press the buttons at the same time, it's quite hard. Uh, Junior Gunner says, we're super flat. We don't have it in us to put four against a serious side that isn't Fulham or West Brom. It's a little bit harsh, isn't it? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit harsh. Um, K-Man here, he's giving the game away. He says, get a, a VPN, that's a virtual private network. Uh, I'm not going to mention any unless you want to come and sponsor us. I may well have, um, which was my one called? My one is Nord. So if Nord want to come and sponsor us, I'll talk about VPNs all day long. 
And he says, uh, set your IP to Canada. I prefer Portugal. Uh, and sign up to DAZN, not ZN, for cheap and watch all of the EPL and plus NFL games and all of that lot. Or just do, I don't do this, and maybe W doesn't approve of this, pay 60 quid to somebody and get all of the channels for free 24 hours a day for an entire year. I wouldn't do that. That's illegal, people. Don't do it. Pay Sky, pay BT, stop eating and pay for football so those millionaires can make any even yeah. more money. Don't oh, do goodness. it. We're going to have to have a chat later, Danny. We're going to have to chat later. We will have a chat. Uh, Hoppy Hopkins says, how the devil are you, Danny? Keeping well, I hope. Yes, I am. You're the only person in the Facebook chat. And so I feel obliged to say hello because of that. Oh, here we go. Phil Macker, I have access to Sky and BT, but don't pay a penny. That's wrong. You're a very bad man, Phil. I want tell he- 10 Hellvengers. Um, uh, Avon, there's always a stream. Avon knows. Um, Thunder Road, yep. Just driving people to illegal, but just streams. Yeah, they're usually a bit shit. Um, Julian Salmon, I think it's the Liverpool Sheffield United on box office next Saturday. Mike Hertz, one of our members who is getting the full amount of money for uh, full amount of value for his money he, he paid. He says, uh, laugh, cry, smile, smile. I'm not quite sure what that means. James, is that the James Stokes? Dukes! Stokes! Did you enjoy James when he was on our podcast last week, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, that's going back to the good old days oh. when there was like three or four good podcasts, not three or four good ones and like 47 crap ones. <laughs> yeah, um, that had nearly 6,000 views. I put most of that down to Dan and James because it had bugger all to do with me. He's I hear he's been re-watching himself all week. <laughs> he's got it on permanent replay, on permanent loop. Uh, Dan looks hauntingly beautiful as the light lighting playfully gleams over his spongy beard. <laughs> We did say at the end of the podcast we we're going to give some news about um, James and Dan and Jock and all that lot. We never did. Go and find them on Twitter and ask them what it was. Uh, oh, Mike, Mike Hertz is actually, I would never watch any illegal streams. See, that's why Mike Hertz is a good man. He's a very good man. And that's why you should go and listen to his podcast called Not Another Arsenal Podcast. Um, the Believing Gooner. A load of crap. That's what Arsenal gave us. I'm going to have to agree with you there, only because you've joined our YouTube and I would feel bad about disagreeing with you. Um, uh, Phil has admitted that he's a very bad man. And if you said you're 10 Hellvengers, you'd go and sit in a corner, have a think about what you said, Phil, and say you're 10 Hellvengers. Um, who else have we got in here? Uh, here we go. Yes, the original James Ralstooks. Daniel Gordon says $5 a month. I don't know what that's for, but I agree with him. Um, Hoppy Hopkins, I will never pay. Fuck them, they rip us all off. That is exactly what it is. Oh, Daniel Gordon says five pound a month for games. Now that's good. Ah, oh, cricketetti, cricket, cricket sigh. See, it's uh, just when you mix words together. Who is one of our on Twitch says I genuinely feel it is the morally preferable option to stream games rather than pay exorbitant subscriptions. Again, ABW does not agree with you, cricket sigh. You need to go and sit in a corner. I want ten hellvengers, two hail. Arteta's and maybe a uh, an Emery chucked in for for good measure. Uh, Phil says he never apologises for anything. Bite me, yeah, that's fair enough. Right, don't so bite you... him. You'll break another tooth. Oh, don't! I've, I've had eight. I've had four wisdom and four others, two of which I broke. 
Fucking hell, I'm an absolute nightmare. Right, we're going to go and look at some of my notes. Bloody, bloody, blah. How long have we got into it without actually talking about that? Nearly half an hour in. We should have been done by now. People, do you want us to go or should we carry on? Because we haven't even really properly got to the, the meat of the game because there was no meat of the game. Put in the chat what you want us to do. If you want us to carry on dribbling on like a couple of... Have you got anything to do later, Nick? No, I've got nothing. Uh, I don't give it work till Monday morning, so I don't care if we're here till then. <laughs> Stefan put, I want four Hail Rupert Murdochs. <laughs> oh, here we go. Breaking news, people. What we all wanted to hear from James Realsticks. Curly Whirly, he says, the Goonersphere podcast will return. Big Bunny Kane has told us to go. <laughs> you shit. Uh, Mike Hurts, I've got fuck all to do. Keep on going. Lovely. Right, so let's go and talk a little bit about the uh, the game. So um, we've talked about William. Oh, let's talk about the, the one and only goal. I think that would be an important thing, as we are a post-game show to talk about the game during the show. 23rd minute, Aguero... Somebody from the right-hand side was running down our left. Their right wing, I don't know who it was. Mares, uh, I think. Mares, yeah, I was going to guess at Mares. Put the ball from the outside of the corner, outside of the... the put it the halfway line, near the touchline. Put it through all of our players. And we thought, oh, fuck's sake, he's giving it to Aguero. Aguero then turns Bellerin inside out. Not Bellerin's fault, but... Uh, Louise is running back going, I can't remember what I do here. Do I do I kick him? Do I foul him? Uh, someone Can someone get Gab- give Gabriel? What do I do? Because Gabriel is always already a better player than Louise. He's late. Leno blocks the, the original Aguero shot. And put, then he punches it, shoves it, pushes it out into the path of Sterling, who goes, thank you very much. Don't mind if I do. Bang, back in the net. Well, what a mess that was. Um, first of all, Nick, is there anybody you can blame for that? And are you angry or are you disappointed? No, as expected. I mean, I don't know. I think similar to the West Ham game, pretty much exactly the same. A guy just played a basic pass. It just went through the entire midfield, straight through to their striker, exactly the same sort of way, which is just, you know, I don't know. That's why we've got to sort out the midfield because the ball went right, right between Xhaka and Danny Ceballos. And I don't know if they've got to work on their positioning, but so like neither of them, you know, on the mushroom. Now, go on, I've, dis- I've, I've, I've distracted you. I'll shut up. Yeah, yeah but that's what I'm saying with Xhaka. He's not quite a defensive midfielder, but he's not quite an attacking midfielder. The same as Danny. He seems to, we thought we were getting like another, you know, technical number 10 passer midfielder. And he seems to be literally taking the ball off David Luiz's toe all the time. It's like, well, he's got a lot of space to, you know, he's got 30, 40 yards before he can even think about passing. And by the time we get there, you know, three or four people around him. So then we get this usual Arsenal side to side, up and down the pitch, not really doing anything. So whether eventually he'll, like drop, which I would, you know, drop Will I am play three in the midfield, whether it's like Xhaka and party and let Danny go further forward so we can try and influence the game, you know, as a playmaker further up the field than this like deep line playmaker thing. But yeah, we'll just have to see what he do because if, if he's going to four at the back, which is looks like he wants to do because I mean, Sam, I think we could play four centre-halves at the back every game mate, we've got. Junian Salmon says here, I do think top four is definitely open this year with no club really dominating any games. 
That is a very good point. There's a, would you say that Liverpool are the best team? But they're not by far the best team, are they? Because they've already had a couple of hiccups this season. But do you still think it's going to be Liverpool to win the league? Mm. After what I've seen of Man City the start of this year, probably. Mm. I mean, they, they don't seem to be playing as well the last six or seven months that they did the year before. You know, even though they won the league last year, they weren't as good as they were, you know, the year before when Salah was floating. But, I mean, they're going to get loads of VAR to help them, you know, apart from today, obviously. Hoppy Hopkins says, bring back Santi. And Avon says, Xhaka was upfield on that goal. He was literally pressing with the front three. We have seen quite a lot of that. I've noticed during games that you will see players that shouldn't be up front being up front. Bellerin has been always playing the right wing back kind of thing. But a couple of times we've seen Bellerin too far forward. And I think if you've got a Bamiyang, William, Pepe all playing in that area, we don't really need more players getting up there, getting in people's way. But then again, if we didn't have people up there, we'd be going, why are they, st- why are they sticking so far back? It's, a lot of it at the moment, I still think, is trial and error. I mean, what's that? Um, Arteta's maybe 40th game as Arsenal manager. I cannot be critical of him at all because everything is... A, not only is it only his 40th game as manager, I'll go and check the actual number in a minute, but it's his first 40th game ever as a manager of anything, mm. ever. It's not like when other managers come in and they've had a, they've been at other clubs or they've done other stuff. He's, he's not really... He's not been a manager of anything, has he? So he's got to be given quite a lot of leeway. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched it, but apparently he was quite hands-on in that Man City documentary on Amazon, and he was like like a head coach rather you know, to Pep Guardiola's manager slash general manager, or however they call that now. So I think a few games where didn't Pep get um banned from one of the touchline games, and I think he just let Arteta take the like control of the whole game. Do you remember that a couple of years? I think that might have been in a Champions League game that didn't really matter because they'd already qualified, but they still let him have a go. He didn't get in the uh, the dirty laundry basket and sneak into the stadium like Jose did. I've just looked at my, my Arteta. He has played 36 games as Arsenal manager, 22 wins, six draws and eight losses with a win ratio of 61%. Can't really argue with that, can we? Add, that, add to that the FA Cup and the Charity Shield. And uh, I'm happy. I don't, I don't, I, I, there's nothing he can do at the moment which is going to make me like some of the other people you see around that are going absolutely mental saying he should be he should be shot at dawn as a tra- dirty traitor. Mm. Uh, well, to, to swap everything from how Wenger and even Emery had it, he's not going to do that in huh. a year. You know, I mean, you look at how different the team played, you know, under George Graham in, say, 1994 to how different we played in 1998. Yeah. You know, that's four years, completely different contrast and styles of play. It's it's not going to happen overnight or in one transfer window unless you've got, you know, hundreds of billions of pounds to spend and you could just buy everyone and, you know, first team and squad at the time. But we haven't got that. And threaten to sue UEFA and FIFA if they dare tell you off. It's like a naughty child being sent to the room and telling their parents, you shut up and you go to your room. That's, uh, that's how football works at the moment. And they uh, did. Here we go. Mike Hurts. Opinions on the Liverpool offside. I haven't seen any other games today, so I don't know what he's on about. Yeah, Liverpool. I mean, 
Everton had someone sent off and Liverpool scored like a injury time winner. Oh, they and had Carlson Ma- sent off. Yep, and Mane's um, half of his armpit was offside or something, and they put the lines up. And it's it's funny because it's Liverpool and not Arsenal. But you know, it's like when they all laughed at Arsenal a few years ago when Lacazette's big toe was given offside. You know, it's it's not in the spirit of the game. It's not what offside was for. Offside is to stop people deliberately, you know, goal hanging. And when we're going to be given inches of people offside, that's not, you know, that's not worth it. I mean, to get too technical, we don't know exactly when they're stopping the play, you know, to measure the offside as well. And I, mean, I think it was in, um, I don't know if it was in Wenger's book, I don't think it was in Wenger's book, but when he was talking about, you know, Reed doing the offside to a certain amount of space, whether it's 30 centimetres or something, to say basically, like, remember a few years ago when they had the line of sight rule to be offside, which sort of disappeared? Something like that, because, you know, people see a lot of these. That was level. You know, in the spirit of the game, that was level. He had his back. To, it's not like he was 10 yards offside, screaming at the goalkeeper, give it to me, give it to me. You know, he timed his run almost perfectly. And then they give it offside. So, you know, they I don't know if the FA and the VAR, whoever's in charge, will be able to do it because it seems every time they have problems and they try to redraw the rules, they just make up other stuff and make it worse. Like with the handball rule this year, uh-huh. I don't know what's handball anymore. It used to be the way that they'd bring in a new, like there was the, the goalkeeper could only take six steps with the ball and then they stop this and then they go, oh, now more harsh decision. Just after a while, they just start, forget it and just do what they want anyway. Um, right, Phil Macker, I think the league is is for the taking. No one is a standout. That's very true. Russ Morgan, did we really deserve anything out of this match? Lack of creativity is still an issue. We both agree with that. I don't think everybody agrees with that. Lack of creativity, but I don't think Partey is the man to come in and make that creativity. The only hope I've got is that Partey's going to come in and release the likes of maybe drop Xhaka from the team, let Ceballos go forward a little bit more, maybe even bring um, someone like Saka into the middle. It's so many options out there. I've got no idea what's really going to go on. Um, Arjan says, uh, oh, with the new Atletico Madrid, God, that's my Spanish team. I stopped watching them a few years ago because Diego Simeone, I mean, you've got all those great players there. They're boring as hell to watch. Um, uh, Thunder Road's having is disagreeing with with Mike. That's good. Um, uh, make some technology. This guy. Oh, here we go. Craig Barlow. Ceballos in Spain wasn't a goal scoring midfielder. He's quality with the ball and got great vision. But we haven't got anybody ahead of in the Özil role. Jack is a deep lying, creative midfielder, not a DM. We've got too many players doing too many different jobs there, haven't we? It should be. Although he isn't a DM, it should be Xhaka. You're going to go there and, and cover the back ones until Partey is ready to start every game. And then uh, Sabayos, you need to get forward. But, I mean, that's just m- what I think, and I know nothing. If I knew anything, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you. I'd be ra- managing uh, Portland Timbers. Come on, the Timbers. Uh... Oh, Renat says, City was poor, though. Had a chance to break this madness. Hmm. Uh, right, let's go and have a look at some more B 
bits from my my, my points that I've made. We're at half time yet? No. William corner hits Xhaka, goes back out. William then whips in another one, and Pepe gets ahead to it, almost scores. Pepe looking good. That's that's what we want from Pepe. Are you worried about Pepe's in um, lack of um, consistency? Sometimes you don't see him for an entire game, and then sometimes like this, he looked up for it today, didn't he? And with William on the right hand side. Uh, putting in that corner and in that cross, that gave me a little bit of hope. But that was only twenty-five minutes in. How did you feel about that? About that? That little bit of play? Think we're well, score? Probably. I mean, he was right in the middle of two defenders, so I don't think he could have directed it any better than that. And with headers, as long as you get it towards the goal, you're doing well a lot of the time. But with him, I mean, the last game he started on the bench, came on, set one up, and scored one. And today he started. But then, did they take him off in the end? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, unless he gets a really good run of games, like 10, 15, 20 games, where Arteta says, look, this is what I want you to do. I know you can do it. Whether it's on the right, left, whatever, just say, this is what I want you to do. Go out there. Do that. Don't worry about getting back to help people doing this, that, and the other, you know, too much. But then we'll see more consistently because I don't think he can have second season syndrome because he had that in his first season. Yeah, but he's not. Um, Arteta didn't buy Pepe, and yeah. Pepe isn't performing, and so and plus you couldn't give him a, that, a run of fifteen games because what if he does nothing for all fifteen? Yeah. Uh, well, that's what we'll have to do. I mean, I don't, he's definitely not a seventy million pound player. I don't know if how much of that went into our previous chief exec's pocket <laughs> and how he after they investigated that deal he just happened to resign immediately <laughs> and no one knew he's like oh it's nothing to do with that nothing what are you talking about i'm going back to spain uh, so geez. something happened there yeah it's like why we wouldn't pay that much money we wouldn't pay five million more for zaha but we'll pay that for yep. him and like i was watching a few people they were talking about the decisions we've made over the years how we we didn't want to pay twenty five million for Virgil Van Dyke, but we paid thirty million for Mustafi. I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we don't know that we're never going to find out, though. Um, yeah, I'll put it here. We are so uncreative in the middle. We, what can we do? We need a Fabregas or a David Platt style player, and then there in an asterisk there again. That's what every team wants. We're never going to find it. We're never going to find another Fabregas. And even if we did, he'd only be at the club for a year before um, someone come in and steal him. Uh, 40th minute, Alba makes a good makes a good run, makes a few good runs. One was offside, which was very, very close. And the one before that, um, I think the he didn't get enough time on it and they they caught up with him. Um, then I've put Kyle Walker's high foot clear. This is the, this is the highlight of the match. Kyle Walker's high foot clearance on Gabriel. Gary Neville saying it was a pen. Was it? They did. They even check VAR because I can't remember if they checked it because my stream. No, my, my Skybox was turning on and off um, erratically. I wasn't streaming it. Uh, you sat on the remote again, didn't you, Danny? You keep doing that. Sat on it. <laughs> well, I mean. I know Chris was talking about it earlier in the WhatsApp group, as was a lot of Twitter, you know, that pretty much an identical foul and was a yellow card in the Liverpool game earlier where Mane... Wasn't he? Yeah. And the only difference in this was Gabriel just sort of went, oh, there's a foot there, ref. And the ref was like, so? and it, But with Mane, he chucked himself on the floor, rolling around screaming, holding his face... His knee, his ankle, his arsehole, everything. 
And I think that was a, but that was a free kick on the edge of the box and a yellow card. Whereas, you know, ours would have been a penalty. So it's one of those weird ones where for some reason fouls in the middle of the park or outside the penalty area fouls, yet when it's inside the area, for some reason they're not penalties. It's not just high foots. There's a lot of fouls like that, which is weird. And I mean, I said this for a long time, refs should be mic'd up so they can give their opinion. I don't, yeah, so what if players are going to shout and swear you know, Tony Adams did that like 25, 30 years ago because nobody told us that the ref was mic'd up, which was nice of them. But, you know, I remember, was it last year in the rugby where the refs are talking? It's like, you know, explaining why a try was given or why not. And I was like, oh, fair enough. I see what you're talking about. Let's carry on. But they don't want that in football. They want all the controversy and people getting upset and, you know, buying newspapers and going on radio and paying for Sky and getting really upset about it. But Julian Salmon sums up the Pepe situation. Basically, we fucked up with Pepe. End of. Yeah, he's he's not a seventy million pound. I mean, it's hard to define how much players are worth. How much would you would you have been happy paying with him? Seeing what we've got out of him so far, I think twenty million. Yeah, 15, 20. I was going to say 15, 20. I can't see. I don't know what happened. Whether that's going to come out, I don't know. Because it is strange that he resigned immediately after they were they investigated the deal. But Arteta to bring a book. No, Emery to bring a book out. He already has. He will bring another one out. Yeah, it's called Blame the Girlfriend. Jeez, right. Uh, Aladdin says, William, as a false number nine, we waste the first half for that experiment. Yeah. And then he follows that up with Sakura's class. Aladdin, that's why you should be here doing this, not me. Uh, right. Uh, oh, yeah. Phil Macker says, I didn't check the high kick. In Germany, mm. they'd have bought them out now and given them a penalty for, for that first half. They wouldn't have. They'd have gone, nope, we're having a look. Uh, oi, here we go. Phil says, Oi, Nick, no egg chasing chat. Got a good point there. Uh, Phil also puts a fiver for Pepe. Uh, Chris says uh, 20 million and 1p. Craig Barlow, Pepe is 30 million pound max in this market. Thunder Road, 75 watching. Who hasn't given a thumbs up yet? Yeah, you scumbags, freeloading scumbags. A lot apart from the ones who aren't freeloading scumbags. Uh, Yeah, you're all freeloading scumbags. Thunder's allowed to get away with it because he's, he's, he's in charge of the trolls. Yeah, he takes them, he beats them, he rehabilitates them and then lets them free back into the wild. That turned out quite well. I didn't know where I was going with that. Lovely. Uh, Yeah, that was the end of the first half. So my points for the second half, (laughs) Uh, 45 minutes, Pepe and his bad landing on a straight leg. That looked bad. There again, it turned out all right. Let's move on. Uh, 67, Saka gets the ball on the halfway line. This is what I mentioned earlier. Runs through to their box. <clears throat> fouled and a yellow does this show he could be our creative man in the middle i suppose the, the gist of my question looking back at what the people have said in the chat box oh yeah aladdin says he got my name right <laughs> yeah because uh um richard uh explained to me about 10 times i had to say your name cheers aladdin 
Uh, oh, here we go. Someone new, Ian Barron. Hi, guys. I start my new job on Monday afternoon. Hooray. We have Barons in our family. Um, uh, Sean's mum's mum was Sue Barron. Her brother was Philip Barron, Spurs fan, and they all come from North London. And all Spurs scumbags. Uh, so the question I was going to ask you, Nick, before I was distracted by these cheeky monkeys, was: Would you do you think that if we'd have played Saka in that false eight, nine, ten role that um, William failed in today, do you think that could work? Would it have worked today? Does it have legs for the future? Well, that's all ifs, buts, and maybes. I don't know if it would have worked today because. You know, hindsight's a funny thing in football. You know, if the managers had it, we'd, they'd win every game, obviously. But we've got to because he doesn't. He didn't buy anyone. He doesn't want to play Ozil. William just completely failed there. And like I said, I didn't even know he was playing. I, I was. I had to look back on my phone to see if we had someone sent off or something. I was like, "Where's the striker? Where's you know?" But yeah, give it a go. I mean, we've got the. Um, Europa League games coming up. Is it this week we've got one? Yes, we are it's playing Thursday. Rapid Vienna. Cool, that's a tough set. That's a tough place to play. That's a oh, tough team. Uh, Vienna is my mate uh, Carl lives. In fact, one of my pod- one of the podcasts a couple of years ago, we had Carl singing a song at the end of it. He's an Arsenal fan, been with me to Highbury a few times, and he lives in Vienna and he loves it. He's English. He says it's a beautiful place. I'm just to let you know the game is on the 22nd of October, which is this Thursday. It is a 5.55 kickoff, and people moan that I'm not organised. you ready for this? Holding on to your socks, people. It is going to be um, me and Josh. But if Ellis is free, it'll be Josh and Ellis. This week's podcast is me, Simon, Josh, and Jeff Arsenal. And then the Leicester game and the next weekend is me and John. And then the podcast after that is me and Jeff and a couple of others. And then we're playing Dundalk in the Europa League is me and Owen from, what's the name of his podcast? The Arsenal Crack. See, you lot moan I'm not organised. I am organised. Get on with it. What, me get on with it or them lot? Before I rudely interrupted you. (laughs) Yeah, like I said... Stick him in number 10 or false nine or whatever you want him to play. Let him play the whole game because I don't think Saka's going to be a left back or a left wing back. You know, that'd be a waste, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's I wouldn't say mean to say that'd be a waste, but yeah, that would be a waste because you know, people like Ashley Cole when they were sort of played further forward when they were younger couldn't cut it but then they did do well at left you know at the back positions and I think that happens to a lot of footballers at youngsters they start further up the pitch and the worse they get as they hit teenagers just get further back and the really bad ones end up in goal so you know no one wants that you know just people shooting balls at you at plunk blank range at like 80 miles an hour and it deflects off your face and then you get Idiots on TV looking in slow motion saying, oh, he could have done better. I said, I'll tell you what, mate, you stand there, right? I'll take a run up and smash this ball at your face as hard as I can. And I'll tell you, you could have done better there, Chief. And he didn't. Uh, it's true. But yeah, give him what a go. Think? Give him a game. And we'll Remember see. in the days of, of, of uh, Gaza, Fabregas, Players like that, you just say, go on, off you go. You're in midfield, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I'd love to sack with that. We've seen today with that run that, that I was talking about before. I got distracted by people in the chat. Uh, I think I'd love it. I'd love to see it, but 
it's still so young. Um, someone put a good point in it. Ian Barron says, uh, I worked at the Broadgate Circle of Liverpool Street Underground Station for two and a half years. Does he know Carl Walker then? Our very own Carl. Carl who's in charge of the underground and ruins everyone's journey to work. So let us know if you know Carl. Um, Thunder Road is having... Oh, it asks, is Raj coming on? Yeah, not coming, having a cameo. Raj is going to come back and do some shows. He was. I asked him to come and join us this week, but he is doing the Zoom call and he said he could possibly come and join us after. So I don't know about that. Uh, what is he saying that, Phil? Swallow the Pills, the bloke took in Limitless film. Good film. Shit TV series. Uh, here we go. Loki says, Tyranny at left back, Saka at left wing. I think Saka's got more in him than just to have that one role. Craig Barlow, I think Saka in that role, false nine would work. Smith Rowe, I know, is still raw, but he should be given a chance. Uh, you look at the rate, goals that Smith Rowe has scored in the few games that he's played. I don't. I read George Bird, who is the oracle on everything Arsenal youth, and even reading all that, I don't know why Smith Rowe hasn't been playing for Arsenal more than he already has. He went out on loan at Huddersfield and was brilliant in a team that was facing relegation from the Championship, scored goals, played well, turned its stuff around and helped them not get relegated. And now he's back and doing nothing. I don't think we've really seen him even on the bench. So. He got a couple of injuries as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I think when he started playing well in the Europa League and got a few league appearances, I think he might have got one Premiership start. Like, coming up to Christmas and they said we could do with him over the Christmas period and then I think he got injured on Christmas Day choking on a turkey or something Avon has got wise words Ozil last season our goal threat was the same with him or with him or without him but accommodating him saw chances and goals conceded double he can't press so it doesn't fit in Arteta's side that's why you are wise Avon um yeah, and Thunder's just telling uh, Aladdin about Lee Gunner. Personally, I've got no problem with Lee Gunner, but I can see why everyone hates him. He is just a, a controversial merchant where he says stuff to get attention. Uh, and why not? If you're doing six videos a day and each one's getting 10,000, and that each video you're going to make a couple of hundred quid a day from YouTube by slagging off the Arsenal, some people like it, some people don't. <laughs> Gay man sums it up perfectly. <laughs> Eight months till Ozil, Mustafi, and Socrates all fuck off. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, didn't uh, see I thought this anyone the Russ says yeah. anyone noticed that since Alba signed the thing he hasn't scored a goal I thought he scored a goal I thought he's got one league goal no he, he hasn't scored since he signed Wikipedia said today because that was one of the notes I made Wikipedia says he's got a goal was he got a goal? Oh, no, I remember checking it. It's in the charity shield, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he signed. And the, how, how many times does that happen, though? Like, oh. how, it's not just an Arsenal thing. People sign a new deal, and then they go on a bit of a goal trope. Yes. Uh, oh, here we go. It's Julian Salmon asking, do you think we're going to see our new keeper soon? Can't see Leno playing every game. I do see Leno playing every yeah, game all season. I think the only time we might see Gunnar the Gunnar from Iceland is when we have got the last few games of the Europa League when we've already qualified. Hello, Bergie. Mm. All right. What do you want? I'm doing a podcast, mate. Do you want to say hello to the boys and girls? You're a cat. You don't speak. Sorry, Bergie says no. Um, Avon says he scored against Fulham. Did he? 
Yeah, that was the first game of the season. Oh, and then he signed after that, I think. He just told me that and I completely ignored it. Here we go. Julian says it there. Fulham game, but signed after that. I think I don't like that um, saying he hasn't scored since the contract. Uh, it should be just this season and he has. So I'm good with that. Uh, he scored a crack against Fulham on the first day of the season. Oh, Aladdin has said, is Bellerin still right back because he was exposed all the match? Uh, but he also follows up with Ainsley Maitland-Niles better than Bellerin all the time. I think Bellerin was okay. He had a couple of times. There was one point in the second half where he was under pressure and he cleared the ball out. Um, he made a couple of decent runs. He was up in the box, like I said earlier. Uh, here we go. Loki's put Ozil's loyalty bonus taking the piss. <laughs> Eight million quid. <laughs> Fucking hell. I tweeted, I've been an Arsenal fan since 1976. I worked out the club owe me 80 million quid. So, uh, yeah, if someone, if uh, if the toad can give back some of the money that he stole, um, I'd like some of that back, actually, for my years of loyal service. Um, right, where were we going to go? And where did the sack a bit? Uh, Louise, that, that free kick bit, you had uh, William Pepe and Louise standing over the free kick. And then Louise took it, the most pointless of all three. It should have been William we bought him because that's what he did at Chelsea, corners and free kicks, and second choice should have been Pepe. Did, oh, any idea why Louise took that free kick? Because I, I thought it was pointless. I think he scored one for Chelsea about four or five years ago, I think. I'm not sure if that was his first stint at Chelsea or his second stint. So that was either about four or five years ago or about ten years ago. But he scored one. So he's due oh. another one. It's ridiculous that he's taking those. Yeah, it uh, sort of. I think he tried this weird thing that Ronaldo do, this kind of knuckleball kick where it sort of bounces and then dips under the keeper, but it didn't dip. It just kept going. Well, I was Seeing if we've got any more things to talk about. Uh, Josh Robinson says, why do all the counterattacks break down with lacquer? You can't mean today because he only got, what, nine minutes of the game? That was another strange one, wasn't it? Lack of the season, three Premier League games, three Premier League goals, and then he's dropped. Do you make any well, sense of that? Well, when um, Pepe went down really early in the second half and he was holding his knee and we thought, they said um, Lacazette didn't even have his bib on, wasn't even thinking about doing it. So whether or not he's got, a little knock or something, and they said, well, we'll give you 10 minutes at the end, but don't come on. So maybe he is carrying a lot because, you know, we were sort of like these footballers. They do sometimes play with knocks, unless your name's Robin Van Persie. But, um, yeah, so maybe there's a little thing. I think they said during the commentator, maybe there's a plan for, for him. Mm, possibly, but it's not like he had international duty. Did he even go away with the French team? I don't I think, think he's he did. For, I don't think he's played for France since he joined us, has he? I don't know. I know Giroud, uh, they played three French games. I think Giroud broke, um, is now in the top three goal scorers or something like that. You've got a couple. I think uh, he's yeah. second behind Henri with 43 international goals. I think Henri's got 48 or 49, something like that. Wow. If one of those was handball against Ireland, so it doesn't count. If no, anyone's got any, that was the assist ever scored. It, it wasn't us. It was mad, dirty Man United player. 
I don't watch international football unless it's a World Cup. Yeah, if you've got any questions, people, put them in the chat box. No, we're going on longer than the half now. We said we were going to, but we've got nothing else to do. Um, right, so we're going to go and have a look at my notes. Uh, lack on for William. The commentator said, Arsenal have 20 points from the last 20 away league games. I went and had a look, and I prefer the, we've got three wins out of our last seven. That's much better. They're just fiddling the stats to make it look bad. Nine points from seven games. That's uh, That's still not brilliant, but we're building. Arteta's been in charge for 36 games. You cannot judge him other than saying an FA Cup and a charity shield. He has won more in those games and Spurs have won in the last 15 years. Uh, 80th minute Walker foul on Alba. Dirty thug. I really don't like Carl Walker. What a scumbag. Do you agree? Yeah, there's only one Walker person I like and that's not him. Yes, it's, we all know it's... Um, Christopher Walken. Uh, Pepe free kick, again, not great, but at least it looked like it was kind of heading in the right direction, but it went, I think, wide of the left-hand post. 81st minute, Eddie on for Pepe. I don't even remember watching Pepe, Eddie play the game. I don't even know if he touched the ball in that length, <laughs> that length of time. And also, party on for Xhaka. Uh, I've made a note here, party looked eager, and then you tell me that party got booked right near the end, and didn't the commentators go, well, he is a dirty player. He got a lot of that in Spain, which was bullshit, wasn't it? Yeah, that's. I mean, they did exactly the same thing when Xhaka got over here, said how dirty he was and all these red cards and yellow cards and all that. And I think he got a lot of you know red cards and that one against, um, was it Swansea or something? He got sent off for like a tackle, like 85 yards from goal. And they said it was an obvious goal scoring opportunity or something. But I don't know. They they say things like that. I wouldn't say he was like a dirty player from what I've seen of him. I think he's got a lot more about him than just being a thug in midfield. I mean, are there actually any of those players about anymore? You know, like the, you know, the Keane type players, Roy Keane. I, I don't think they, they exist anymore. Probably. Um, no, because you ain't going to get away with it. Uh, one no. thing I did bring up, shots on target. We had three, two from Saka, one from Pepe, which is ridiculous when Young played the entire game. And they had five, two from Foden, who I really don't like the look of, two from Mares, who I do like the look of, and one from Sterling, who is, uh, who is Sterling. He is so good, you can't give him a, even the slightest sniff of a goal or he will score. Um, other things to mention. Um, the, what else was I going to do? Uh, did I make any more notes? Yeah, I noticed on the back of the shirts, Thomas Party has got Thomas. Ruben Diaz has got Ruben. So, what happened to the Roy? You had to have your surname. That's a little bit, a little bit odd. Well, I don't they've really had that because you got. I mean, Alexis Sanchez had Alexis, not Sanchez, and. Like, what's his name? Um, twat face at Spurs. De- Deli Ali. He's got Deli or Ali, depending on what day of the week he fancy. He keeps chopping and changing what name he's got on the back of his shirt. And I mean, who was a Man United? That actually was um, Chikorito. That was, that was his nickname. That wasn't even his actual name. So I just think, yeah, that wasn't even, that was, what was it, Little P in um, Mexican or something. So, yeah, I just don't think they care about things like rules mm. okay people got any questions stick them in the box that is our discord i've just put in there uh go and join our discord nicky's in there i'm in there oh russ has just joined it hello russ is that russ morgan 
That's the only Russ I know. Um, if you do use Discord, it'd be lovely if you could use the same name that we know you by, because we have uh, DC Gooner, Jim. There's a different username for every different type of social media he uses, because quite frankly, Jim, you're a scumbag. Uh, question from Mike Hertz, who is one of our lovely members. Uh, what's your opinion with Aguero putting hands on the linesman? That would be Sean Massey. Um, I would personally punch any person who touched me. If I was on the touchline, back to come on, and the, the one of my team's mate or my manager or the fourth official put their hand on my ass, I would turn around and I would fucking nut them. Do not fucking touch any part of my body. There's two people in this world that are allowed to touch me my mum my daughter and my and sean's mum's other half julian when he comes around he gives me a kiss on the head but there again we've been mates for 38 years something like that and other than that no one's allowed to touch me nick nobody so what are your thoughts on touching people appropriately or inappropriately because that certainly wasn't appropriate was it no it's like I mean, she got the decision right because she's the, the referee's assistant. Are they still called that now? Who I don't want to go. I don't want to go full Richard Keys and Andy Gray on that one. You know, the linesman woman thing. But um, yeah, he, it was just a throw in. It's not like it was a penalty or something. And she got it right. It was an Arsenal throw in. And then he had a little touch on the shoulder and a little rub, and then a little touch on the hip as well, which was a bit too low for my liking and I'm just thinking you know mm. you're going to make Mike Dean ever so jealous there mate because we know he loves all the attention and Drew in, in, in our WhatsApp group uh, Drew the magnificent Drew Thompson uh, one of the greatest bloggers known to man does a lot of stuff with Tom and uh, a lot of other things he was getting quite annoyed about and I didn't, I didn't see it until he put it in and then someone put a screen grab of it and I thought oh fucking hell that is out of order yeah um, you're not actually supposed to put your hands on an official at all. Because I remember, I was over a few years ago, I think Sterling touched um, Howard Webb and Sturridge actually looked like he punched, uh, I think that was Howard Webb as well, but sort of gave up halfway and then sort of limp-wristed palmed the guy. And obviously the biggest one is De Canio years ago, obviously for um, Sheffield, was it Sheffield Wednesday? That was Wednesday, yeah. wasn't it? Very pushed the referee and I think he's still actually falling backwards now how many steps he's on <laughs> but so they brought in don't touch the referee and that is you know not just because of COVID that's just boundaries and I mean I don't want to make more of it than it was because you know how Twitter is you know by tomorrow morning they'd have bloody sexually assaulted her or something but just don't you know I don't think he'd have been grabbing the arm and hip of a Male linesman. Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, it's uh, unnecessary, but again, I'm just nobody fucking touched me ever. Right, uh, good question there, Mike. Um, all good opportunities, uh, luck uh, wasted. Uh, yeah, wow, Chris Hoppy Hopkins. Where will we finish in the Premier League table? I think he means, but he was too lazy to write the rest of it. I Where think we'll finish on 38 games. <laughs> well, with COVID, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we made this well, finish where I we are now. I still don't think they've done because you know how in um, France they all agreed when they had some stuff of problems a few years ago that if you get over a certain percentage of the season complete, then you just finish it, which everyone agreed to, which is why 
they finished and awarded PSG the title before, you know, they never restarted. I heard that they still haven't done anything similar in the Premiership. You know, haven't all signed up for anything like that. So, you know, we could, I don't think they'll, re, you know, because now the hospitals are ready for the COVID. They don't seem to care because they want us to, you know, pay all the money so they can get taxed. But, but yeah, I, I think we could do top four, but it's, it's too early to tell because no one's, I think if anyone goes on a run, they could win this league. If someone puts 10 or 15 games unbeaten, they could, they could win this league. But I don't, I think it's going to be like low points winning the league this year. I think high 70s, low 80s will win you the league. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna. Be, there is gonna be. We we won't be going the entire season and um, without a, a big break because, for people who don't know, people in the UK are dirty bastards. They're not washing their hands. They're going out at night licking each other, and none of them care. After hearing some of the stories, uh, the offspring is at uni, and she says everyone's walking around there just doing what they were doing anyway, and no wonder everyone's got the COVID ings. But we are not a science-based podcast. We're barely a football podcast. Uh, Wasted scrape and just reading through your um, skimming them. Oh, loved. oh, here we go, Michael. As I say, yeah, commentators love to have a go at Arsenal. Uh, no one likes Walker. I think that's what Loki means. Uh, there's our Discord thing. James from Evan. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's no nicknames now. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's, I do know what Renat means. He means rather than having uh, Rodriguez on the back, he's got James on the back. I think that's what he means. Um, and Virgil, rather than Van Dyke. Oh, yeah, you're all on this. Funny thing scrolled to the bottom, didn't it? Um, looking for a question. Ah, there we go. One from Loki. Are we too cautious and defensive? I'll let you answer that because you're the only person here. Yes, because, you know, for years we've been so only worried about attacking don't care about the defense that we were just like you know we'd score but then we'd just concede like immediately and just not bother defending and obviously taking out Ozil from the team and trying to fix the defense you're always going to lose that you know bit going forward so hopefully you know this is Arteta and Arsenal trying to fix the defense get some kind of balance between defence and attack. And, yeah, today and in a lot of the other games, we were probably too overly defensive. But once we've got, like, I mean, I mean that's not going to happen today because Rob Holden got injured again. But if we played 10 games with the same back four and the goalkeeper, by the end of that 10 games, I think we'd be doing really well going forward as well. But we've got to just get some stability Oh, that's a Wenger word, and that's ability. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Russ Morgan has joined the promised land of the Discord. Good evening, he has put in our Discord. We have now a massive number of 35 people. I want to go and check your Discord and see how many you've got in your one. You have got 25. You've got 34. <gasps> We've beat you by one. I've got a Discord. You've got a Discord, Nick. I don't know. I'm never in it. No. Bad news. Um, here we go. One from Chris. He says, uh, which player will have the best season this year? Oh, I think it's going to be Saka. 
do you? What do you reckon? Gabriel. Oh, cheeky. You've gone in there with a defender. <laughs> but in his solid performances, cheeky monkey. Um, don't make with a big bum. <laughs> Thunders, but don't forget your mate with a big bum who supports Liverpool and comes for Friday supper can touch you. Anna, yeah. Big bum. I'm not sure she's got a big bum. I'm not sure she'd like that. Again, she might like that. I don't know. Yes. Uh, no, she doesn't touch me. She's not allowed to. Um, <laughs> on. Am I the only one who, does, who didn't realise Aguero likes girls? It's terrible, isn't it? Uh, um, he wanted to squeeze in there. Paul. Ah, it's Paul Allcock that he pushed over. It was all cock, no trousers. No trousers, no cock. Mm, that's ruined our algorithms if uh, YouTube decides to have a look at this. Uh, oh, Vass Morgan says, can he touch me? No, you may not. Uh, Loki says we're going to finish sixth. Uh, Julian Salmon says third or fourth. I would not be surprised if we are going to finish fourth. We've only lost two games away at Liverpool and away at Man City. If, if that's the worst that's happened to us this season, then... Um, you were not having a bad time of it. Uh, Phil McIntyre still go around mine and touch him. Oh, I live in God, Manchester. You can find out where I live. You can come and shout through my letterbox and I won't call the police. Uh, Craig Barlow says, fourth, Man United and Chelsea are crap. We might sneak in. Um, let's hope fans are back by the end of the season. That would be nice, but that would have to rely on the British public to stop being dickheads and that's not going to happen with anybody under the age of 25 because they're all morons. Unless you're not a moron, then that's it. <laughs> Renat, oh, pardon me, there's the Lucas 80. Long bench and bigger budgets, no way. I'm not sure what that's to do with Mike. Look, Mike, with the questions, do, do, due to COVID, or I think maybe, oh, do due to COVID, clubs should be able to refuse their players leaving an international friendliness, friendliest, friendliest. Inter Milan didn't have six players out today. I think, Mike, I think you might need to read that and, and retype it and uh, get someone who can spell to do it for you. Maybe a small child, because you type no doubt on your phone. Oh, here we go. Avon says, just hearing that Van Dyke has a suspected ACL. Oh, Nick. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, I'm holding I mean, back. They were... they're, they're the only player they've got after the Egyptian walk-on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, this reminds me of a few years ago when um, Suarez left and Sturridge was injured for most of the season. I was like, yeah, but that's how he was. He was always injured at Chelsea and he had a good year at Liverpool. And like every game they just blamed, oh, Sturridge is injured. We'd have won that game with him. But yeah, I mean, that that was a bad, it was a bad connection because Pickford come out and he sort of says, I think he near enough hit him with his balls though. He missed him completely. And his balls went straight into Van Dyke's knee. And then it sort of went flobby and he fell over and had a little cry, which I don't like other teams' players getting injured, but sometimes I think it's funny. Because, uh, I, I mean, obviously, if his leg was broken and bones were coming out, no one likes to see that. But no, just a little bit, I'm a little bit injured. But how he walked, I don't think it was an ACL, because how he, he walked off the pitch and... He just rolled his sock down a bit. If he'd have done an ACL and he was going to be out, he would have been pretty much stretched off. I don't think it's. I think it's just their way of saying, "Oh, he's going to be injured for months. Feel sorry for us. Give us loads of penalties and red cards in the next game, and then he'll just start the next game as well." 
good news if you're a Man United fan, it's now 1-1 with Newcastle. So Man United will shoot up the table from 16th. They'll overtake Brighton and go into 15th place. Yeah. And they spent hundreds of millions of pounds. You fucks. Uh, what else was there? Was something else I was going to go and do? Maybe that was another question. That's what I was going to go and do. Um, here we go from Loki73. He's an old man. Uh, should I get an Xbox or stick with the PC Master Race? Nick, you are an expert because on the on the Twitch you are Nick Fights, all one word, isn't it? Or is there an underscore? No, I don't do underscores. I don't know where that is on the keyboard. No, it's nonsense. It's no uh, one does. Hipster, hipster nonsense. Mm. So, uh, yeah, which should he get? Well, I think, Loki, you should come and watch me on Twitch and ask me there. Why haven't but, you're a moderator here? Why don't you put your own Twitch in there, you lazy fucker? I don't you do self promotion. No. Fuck you then. I <laughs> I'm so far behind. Loki, you must be like me. You're uh, you're a little bit older than me. I've got a 55 inch Sony TV that cost me 1500 quid nine years ago. It's HD. It's not 4K. Because unless I put my glasses on. Everything looks SD for me. So I'm fucked if I'm going to go and spend another grand on a 4K telly, another 500 quid on. I've even got the Xbox One X. There's no mm. point. I can't see it. So old age oh. is saving me a fortune. Because if I was in my 30s and my vision was good, I'd have gone and spunk 2K on a PS5, an Xbox One X. No, an Xbox Series X and a new telly. Mm. Are you getting, you're getting them both, aren't you, Nick? No, well, I haven't bought it. I haven't pre-ordered no? Any of them, to be honest. Well, they've not actually announced any games for them, like decent games. A lot of them have been delayed. Plus, you could play the Xbox. You could still play the new Xbox games on the old Xbox. So, which is good. Backwards compatibility. So, well, that's yeah. I think that's for, hang on. Yeah, backwards that's compatibility and forwards compatibility. Whatever that means. And they are upgrading them to some of them are 60 frames per second, which is good. Uh, here we go. Craig Barlow, PS5 or Xbox Series X, both good consoles. Just don't get the Series S. If you're buying it for your kids, don't get them the Series S. Which can't put a disc in it. Because it's rubbish. Yeah. Uh, oh, Man United, Renat says they're getting a, a penalty. Loki, five inch with a PC connected, Danny. Oh, look at Loki. Look at you. I think I've underestimated him. Oh, no, it is Loki. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know who I was thinking of somebody else, but I'm not. It's Loki from the PE something else. You're not a PE, are you? No. You're an N for Norwich. Irrelevant. If you haven't pre-ordered one now, you ain't getting one for Christmas unless you buy it for like two grand off eBay. (laughs) Uh, Right. Um, Read that. Here we go. We've got a new person. Victor Jash, best approach in terms of formation and style of play. There you go. That's the kind of questions we want, people. We don't want to know what we should have for dinner, although I had a tin of tuna before I did this. Um, yes. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I think Chris is going, tatty buys. Now wash your face. You wash your fucking hands. Yeah, you dirty bastards. Right. Get back to Victor's question. What should be our formation and our style of play? That's a good question. Well, I think we're definitely going to go with what's it, a four-two-three-one. I think that's what Arteta wants to do, and have like a party as Xhaka or something as part of the two, and just create up, you know, space for a midfielder. Like we said, so we can have some creativity. But you know, until we've got the defence sorted, which hopefully we have now with Gabriel and 
mean, even if Louise has to stay there, he has to stay there. But, you know, but we're still Arsenal. We're still a big club. We should still try and win every game. You know, we shouldn't be... I think Emery was kind of like the David Moyes from Spain when he comes in, which, well, he was when he's sort of a okay side. He, you know, did well for a good-ish mid-table Spanish club. And same was when Moyes went to United. No, United are a big club, the same as Arsenal. They're expected to win. They've got to win. Don't, you know, we've got to try and win first rather than not lose and try and sneak a win because we're not good enough to sneak a win. True. I think we should be less worried about about um, being more expressive, being more attacking, taking more risks. Um, I do see a lot of Wenger in Arteta and I don't like that. Um, some things are good, but the overly cautious, slowly, slowly um, style of football I don't like. Um, occasionally, the Emery just go all out attacking football and and end up getting smashed. Was uh, probably too far extreme the other way. But I think we have got the players. Once once um, party settles in, I think we will see more um, more free flowing attacking football because we have got someone there who is going to go and try and stop play, stick his long dangly legs in and get some winkle it's a bit like winkling he'll be winkling the ball from other players and then and then releasing it quickly to our forwards because at the moment I don't think he can trust the likes of um of Xhaka or anyone else to do that kind of job because they they can't uh Matt Phil Phil here for Phil Macca he says his landlord left him a copy of Fergie's book and uh he doesn't want to read it let alone touch it what you need to do Phil go and get a carrier bag and a stick push the book into the carrier bag, hold the carrier bag with your fingertips and then launch it out of the nearest window. That's the only thing you can do. Uh, Craig Barlow says, Mike Hurt's a good choice. I haven't pre-ordered yet, waiting for games to be better, especially next gen. See, that's what I always say. I know we're, not, we're a football podcast, not a gaming podcast. I'll do the odd gaming show. You go back and have a look at the first few games for the first few months on every console. They're all shit. They're all very, there's very little difference between the last few games, the current gen, and the new games of the new gen. So, yeah, the don't best look. looking games for PlayStation came out this year. There you go. And that is uh, 112 years old. We've been going for an hour and 21 minutes, Nick. This is meant to be a half hour podcast. What have we done? None of us can tell time. We can't tell time. I. I don't know about you, Nick, but I am not in the position to tell time what to do. Time marches on. I just sit here, lose teeth, get fat and go bald. Uh, luckily, I don't think you've done any of those yet. So I don't know. I think- I'm starting to recede a bit. I'm going at least half Chris Carpenter. Oh, as long as you don't start shaving it. I don't know why he did that. That's absolutely... Well, those, yeah. Well, oh, love you, Chris. Yes, right. Things are coming up in the next few weeks. We the next few shows. We have got a podcast on Tuesday. Me, Jeff Arsenal, Simon, and Josh. Hopefully, Dark Josh will make an appearance. Not cautious, Josh, because cautious Josh is no fun when he has to behave himself. So, uh, and then after that, we have the game against Rapid Vienna. Um, Josh is going to be on that either with me or with Ellis. And then after that, we've got some more ones next week. Uh, Chris is busy, busy, busy. Raj is coming back to do some shows. Jeff Arsenal might be on back-to-back normal podcasts. He doesn't do the live shows. Um, And there you go. That's it. So, oh, here we go. Russ Morgan says, I can't wait to hear Jeff Arsenal's dulcet tones. If you have got Twitch, 
go to twitch.tv at underscore birdcamp underscore wonderland go and find us there or twitch.tv forward slash nick fights if you want to go and watch nick fight he is much more organized than we are and uh, yes if you've amazon prime you can go to those and you can click um, subscribe and you'll get one free amazon prime every month you have to go back and do it each month and then whoever you give it to gets two dollars and fifty of your american cents and if you don't use it for that month amazon do nothing they take it out of the back and burn it so it doesn't cost you anything so you go and uh in fact i'm going to go and put our details for our twitch in our thing oh no i still got the shortcut there for dashboard that's no good nick that's not going to work is it no no i don't have the dashboard shortcut i'm gonna go here go to channel right button click it go here biddly biddly bong I didn't even have the address right. Cook sucks. He's always giving out the full address. Well, it should uh, be posting in Twitch the links anyway, but if they're already in Twitch, how are they going to get to Twitch? Bill Macca says, fuck Twitch. How rude. How rude. What a rude man. Twitch is my uh, best friend. Julian Sam is on Facebook. Is he on Facebook? Oh, he is on Facebook. I don't want to go back and highlight that. He is on the Facebook. Where's it say? It's gone. I oh, know, I've highlighted it already. Julian Salmon. I had him as taller and ginger with a big beard, much like a Viking. There you go. He's on there with, um, who else was there? Hoppy Hopkins, but Hoppy's gone. We nearly had two people watching on Facebook at the same time. That's the kind of stiff stuff you can only dream of, isn't it? Yeah, so go and, go and join up to Twitch. Um, you might get some shows on there with me and Chris, just on there talking, chatting, doing nonsense, uh, might get some people playing some games on there. At the moment, we're too unorganised to do it. So there you go. I had my tin of tuna. I don't care anymore. Right, Nick, uh, thank you very much for joining me for this half an hour. It has been uh, a fantastic podcast. And as long as we didn't take three times as long as we should have taken. Oh, yeah. Waffles is there. Woohoo. Mm. So, Nick, yeah, thank you very much. This has been fun. Yeah, cheers for having me on, mate. What was your favourite part of the show? Was it the bit where we got on with it or the bit where we didn't get on with it? Uh, the bit in the middle. Oh, cheeky. For me, that was the best bit too. Yeah. We almost were succinct and to the point. Almost. We, we we skirted around the outside of succinct and to the point and nearly got on with it. Yeah. Bloody hell, look, Russ Morgan's on Facebook too. It's, almost, it's a veritable smorgasbord of people on Facebook. It says here there's two people on there. That is 100% more than we have ever had before. Mm-hmm. Mike Kurtz says, thanks for the show. Loki says, Thumbs up. Julian says he's six foot tall. And finally, going back to the 1990s, Phil Macker says, I've still got my MySpace account. ABW have a MySpace account. You go there, you look for Burkett Wonderland, you'll find us. It is a load of shit. On that breaking news, I'm going to click to end broadcast. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you very much, everybody. This has been a Burkett Wonderland. Goodbye. Bye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.